Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie Stevens. Here's first of all, this team, this locker room, they never got over Ima Udoka's dismissal as head coach. This, this, these players did not accept uh, the organization's reasoning for doing it. They thought it was a wild overreaction. There were a lot of people on the outside who thought it was an overreaction. It was an HR matter. And I think for this team and talking with management, I think they felt they never got the answers. They got any more answers than the public hmm. was getting on this. Now, that doesn't mean they haven't accepted Joe Mazzula as head coach, but this is a team that really believed in Ime Adoka, had a strong connection with him. And I think there were a couple instances this season where a lot of that angst resurfaced first when the Brooklyn Nets nearly hired Udoka as head coach, and then when the Rockets did. Well, 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 well. It seems as though the Boston Celtics are just like the rest of us. They never got over. Ime Udoka's dismissal are still left wondering exactly just what the hell happened, and we will never know the facts behind the sudden suspension and subsequent firing of the Celtics former very successful first year head coach. See Andy, all these multimillionaires, they're just like the rest of us. And this is Breaking Boston for Tuesday, May 24th, 2000 to May 23rd, excuse me. I'm trying to I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're still alive. We're still in the Eastern Conference Finals. Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Thanks for listening to us wherever you happen to get us whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, the Odyssey app or more. We got at Fitzy GFY, we got at Jumbo Hart, and we got us a game for tonight where Andy finally will get into the Woj uh, rationale or sort of uh, explanation for what may have been plaguing the Celtics all season. Uh, I don't think Ime Odoka was previously dismissed during any of the other Celtics playoff shortcomings. Uh, but I would like to report that while I do not know the current ESPN analytics for the win probability of the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, I do know the Celtics are finally dogs. Not the kind of dogs we need them to be tonight to extend the series and keep things alive. But the Miami Heat are favored. They are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. How about that? All they had to do was pull off three shocking wins, including one absolute ass-whooping of the Celtics to get a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home in Game 4, a potential closeout game tonight by South Beach. This is a game that uh, is so much bigger than the game. Obviously, uh, winner go home, it's over, backs against the wall. Nobody cares because no one's ever come back from 3-0. Uh, no one, I mean, heck, if you look at the Lakers-Nuggets game, it looked like the Lakers were at least going to extend the series until they did not extend the series, and the Nuggets now wait for the Miami Heat. Yes, I will say Miami Heat. Yeah, we will say Miami Heat. 36-16, uh, third quarter for the Nugs on Monday night uh, for their 113 111 victory that's despite lebron having 40 he put up a legitimately uh valiant effort but the nugs were not to be denied but this game is about does joe missoula have a future with the boston celtics does jalen brown have a future with the boston celtics does marcus smart have a future with the ball i mean this is this is one of those crossroads path less taken robert frost type games where i know we're going to overreact but you're in the middle of some really significant decisions and storm here. 
And uh, unlike Tom Brady, they are not the storm. The storm is eating them alive as a basketball team, as a coach. You know what just came to me in looking at that Missoula stuff? Brett. He kind of reminds me of Rishay Caldwell with the big eyes. Yes. And Rishay Caldwell was good enough until he wasn't nearly good enough. Like he was good enough to get them to the mm-hmm. AFC title game with Tom Brady, obviously. Just like Joe Missoula was good enough to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the and the great players around him. And then the moment was too big for Rishay Caldwell, and his big eyes became sort of the visual representation of the Patriots falling on their face. And now Joe Missoula, to me, that sideline, like, what's going on almost? He almost looks like a wrestler playing a part where he's like, the big eyes are like, by God, whose music is that? And it's like, I'm stunned to know this person that's coming out of the dressing room. Joe Mazzulla's visual is going to become the representation of this Celtics team falling on their face. But I've been stunned, and I don't know how much you've kind of dug into this. I've been stunned at how many people are, and I mean Celtics fans. I don't know if they're true green teamers, the real optimists, but Celtics fans that are in blow it up mode, blow this freaking thing up mode, less than a year removed from trip to the NBA Finals. Oh, my God, this is the first of many. They're going to win titles. And that... I guess is on the line tonight. Although if we're honest, even if they steal game four and extend the series for a game, if you think they should blow it up, you think they should blow it up. You think it doesn't work with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. We're back to that story, like whatever. Um, but this is, I never, I never saw this coming. I never saw this total belief that, you know, blow the Celtics up was coming. And there's a lot of people that are thinking that right now. Yeah. Uh, you just saw, if you were watching on YouTube or catching a social media clip, producer Cooper Leonard just threw up, a graphic. It was a quote from Brian Windhorst via Twitter that said, I can no longer say that I don't believe the Celtics will dismiss. So it was a double negative, basically saying like, I think that all he had to say was, I think there's a chance Joe Missoula now gets fired. I so always thought there was no chance. chance. So you're saying there's a chance. The full quote, quote, I can no longer say that I don't think it's possible that the Celtics would make a change. At head coach. All you had to do was say, I think it's possible that Celtics can make a head coach because A, anything is possible. And B, a bunch of double negative at all possible. Yeah, you're the journalist. We're just a bunch of bozos here talking sports, usually with a Patriots bent. But right now we are fully immersed and obsessed with the Celtics. Uh, But on that Patriots note, as I am often want to cross sports, Rache Caldwell is such a perfect comp for at least the visual or the aesthetics of Joe Missoula because in addition to the fact that like the deer in headlights eyes that everyone remembers from the 2007 AFC championship failure, Rashad Caldwell had some big catches over the course of the season. Oh, yeah. Lest we forget that he had the big catch down the sidelines to set up the game winning Steven Guskowski field goal in the shocking upset of the chargers the week prior to said flu ridden referee induced Peyton Manning comeback in the RCA dome. Uh, those eyes will haunt all of us forever as well. And Missoula has had his ups and his downs as well so the comp is sort of there and there's also a predominant comp going through social media now comparing missoula and matt patricia as so much which so we even we which we again but wait this happens everywhere we go where whatever radio platform whatever podcast we're on we always float something first and then someone else grabs it and goes i know i'll just steal from fitzy and Hart. they have all the good ideas and i'll claim it as my own we are the original feeding pit for all the take snakes in Boston sports media. But this one does go uh, most recently to uh, our dear friend, a mentor and a legend, Glenn Ordway, who tweeted on the overnight because he lives in the way West. Uh, We talk about the monumental mistake of having Matt Patricia, an experienced defensive guy, run the Patriots offense. And it was. 
Still not as bad as hiring a 34-year-old newbie as your head coach with very little experience around him. Uh, and let's see, what did I see right here? One of my favorite replies was uh, they gave him, uh, you gave a guy with a driving permit the keys to a Maserati. Okay, I agree with that. However, this still does not explain away, rationalize, or make me feel any more comfortable about how the mistakes of the past continue to haunt the very present of the Boston Celtics. We repeat what we don't repair. They're doing the same thing that they do. Falling apart in third quarters, not delivering on their potential, only responding when their back is against the wall. And that's why it wouldn't surprise me to actually see a concerted, focused, aggressive, victorious effort tonight. I, I said last night uh, on the air with Rich Keefe, watch, they'll, they'll now extend this to six. They'll lose the series 4-2. They'll win tonight, they'll go home, they'll kick ass, and then they'll go down to Miami and get a lead in game six, and halfway through that game, they'll delude us into thinking, these MFers are really going to push this to seven. I know teams down, uh, teams have never come back down three nothing. They're now zero and 150 now that the Lakers have fallen to the Nuggets. But watch, they'll do this just to twist the screw, drive it longer, and just like even try to ruin a piece of our Memorial Day weekend, Andy. I don't eliminate that possibility but i'm not i'm not as confident as that as you seem to be just because um i forgot who tweeted it but they said like if the celtics are trying to get joe their coach fired they're doing the best job i've ever seen of it um, because universally the takeaway from game three was they quit on their coach Locally, yep. Eddie House, Magic Johnson, Magic mm -hmm. Johnson, who never says anything. Magic Johnson has never said an interesting word in his life as a as an analyst. And he decides to say they quit on their coach. Like, this, this is a tweet on Twitter. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I don't know that they have that in them because they also they're a team that's obviously always well aware. Like they don't have a Kevin Millar. They don't have an idiot who's like, you never know. We could win the series. No, somebody in that locker room is like, idiot. Did you read the clips? It's 150 times. It's never happened. We have no shot. I feel like they would have the awareness of that and be like, well, then what's the point? Let's just, they're like me. I'm planning my excursions in Puerto Rico. Hey, do you want to do the snorkeling excursion or the kayaking excursion? I think some of the Celtics will be like, hey, uh, you guys want to meet up in Cancun next week? I hear they, uh, the security's a little shady, but boy, it's nice down there this time. Like, I think they're already done. I think they've moved on. I think they realized that Missoula is a disaster, that this team is ending in disastrous fashion. So I think there's just as good as – there's a chance. There's a chance mm -hmm. back against the wall Celtics show up tonight. I also think there's a chance that pack it up, pack it in, and let me begin the offseason Celtics show so, up tonight. Uh, so there was a quote yesterday from Malcolm Brogdon that was rather revealing that made the rounds mid-afternoon. Malcolm Brogdon gave an illuminating press conference. This from at Real Bob Manning. Malcolm Brogdon gave an illuminating press conference – admitting the Celtics got away with bad habits earlier in the playoffs, relied on making shots all year, and never reached the defensive consistency they needed to this year. Publicly, Missoula and the team denied these issues. This is where I, I get frustrated with the way people reacted to us. People that, yes, do work in the media. People, yes, with a different platform than the average fan. Maybe not even uh, as many followers and as many acolytes as some other vocal Celtics fans and, uh, you know, green teamers, if you will. All year long, when we saw what we saw out of this team, 
as Joe Missoula was given a team that was a win away basically from being able to claim their first NBA title in a decade and a half and hang banner 18. And we were all curious as to why the team seemed to be morphing its identity and losing its defensive tenacity, yet still maintaining the core of last year's team and adding the sixth man of the year to the squad, why they were doing that. And the fact that it did seem like they were relying on sharp shooting and lacking some of the fundamentals of last year's team. And all it was was a series of clapbacks from haters and green teamers. Oh, sorry. Is the number one seed not good enough? Oh, is being the best team in basketball too much for all you mediates? Oh, you know, is being the betting favorite in Vegas to win the NBA championship going to be too much for you guys? to? No. You, you just call it call things like you see it sometimes, even if you even if you're, you know, whether you're just calling it like you see it or because your fandom is concerned about what you're seeing. And now this is the fruit that has come to bear for what we've seen all season long. Like, give us a little credit for every now. And- I know no one can give either of us any credit that like that. That's strictly forbidden. That is against code at our own station, let alone anywhere that anyone can hear our two voices. But it's just so frustrating because Brogdon's basically coming out and saying, like, we done effed up. And we're not sure why. But you know who told us that they effed up? Marcus Smart a few weeks ago. We should have made a bigger deal, Andy, about when he said, like, ah, you know, Joe's been getting criticized and getting ripped for some of his coaching, and rightly so. <laughs> yep. It was there. Right there. He told us. And so this, you know, we started with the Ordway's comparison to Matt Patricia, and I think both of us disagree that it's quite to that level because they did take a basketball coach and and make him a basketball coach. They didn't ask him right. to do something as different as the Patricia thing. But the comp here would have, to extend that, been if Matt Patricia's offense had kind of worked because everyone played really well. Like Matt, Mac Jones was great early in the year or you had a better quarterback. Maybe it was still the Brady Moss era. And through the first month and a half, two months, it rolled. And then you got to the meat of the season, you got to the playoffs, you played good defenses, and all of a sudden it was three and out, three and out, three and out. And you're like, what happened? It was like, well, maybe you have a coach who doesn't know how to adjust. Maybe you have a coach that it came too easy for a little while because of pure talent. The Celtics were able to play all threes, no defense all year and and succeed because they're a really talented team. But you're right. We criticized it all. I thought it was stupid. I thought their style of play was just stupid. And I read a headline yesterday. Where has the Celtics vaunted defense gone? They haven't had a vaunted defense since last year. Their vaunted defense did not exist at any point this year, and there were various excuses. Oh, you didn't have Rob Williams. You didn't have Marcus Smart playing together, blah, blah, blah. No, you had a coach who prioritized shoot, shoot, and shoot again, shoot threes. You had a coach that that's all was prioritized, and that's going to trickle down. Whether some Like Marcus Smart probably still believes in defense, but if the coach is preaching every single day what you do doesn't matter, mm-hmm. at some point you're going to start stop bringing as much effort, right? And you're going to stop trying to be the ignition to a defense that is no longer valued within your locker room. So I know people want to defend Joe Missoula. Oh, he was put in a bad position. Well, he did say yes. He did take it. He did agree to it. He did mm-hmm. extend it. Like he, And he is a basketball coach. And I'm sorry, if you want to be put on that pedestal, you take the good and you take the bad that comes with it. So... You take the praise along the way, and now you take the ramifications of a hellacious collapse late in the year that could and probably should. I mean, are we saying he probably should lose his job? I hate to call for firings. I know it's distasteful on some level. That is a human being, but he he shouldn't be in the job he's in. It, it's over. He's over his head. That That's the simple reality of the situation. Yeah, and 
I, I don't think he I don't think he's cut out for it as well. And here and here I'll put it this way. If you're going to blow up the core of this team, or if you're going to at least rattle its cage, shake its foundation, and make a significant roster identity move this offseason, then you may consider bringing Missoula back because he does have a couple of years remaining on the contract. And maybe they're going to be like, well, we're going to pay for it, but we're not going to really pay for it. Or if you keep the team intact and you think maybe someone else can get through to them, then Missoula goes. I have a fun uh, thing that popped into my head that I probably could have and should have brought up before the 18 minute mark of a 20 minute podcast. Um, Go ahead. But the so the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, well, the Miami Heat knocked off Giannis already, the Bucks, mm-hmm. about to knock off the Celtics. The Celtics knocked off Embiid, the MVP of the East. So you have three mm-hmm. superstars who failed to live up to expectations, who some in their fan bases are annoyed with. I know Bucks fans, I'm surprised at how many think he's the most overrated player in the NBA. I know Celtics fans think, or some think that Jason Tatum's overrated. If you could swing a three-way trade in the Eastern Conference, and let's just pretend that Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum all get swapped. Mm-hmm. If you're the Good Celtics, would you- that would be that would be like the NFLification of the NBA, where all of a sudden right. quarterback Russell Wilson's on the move, quarterbacks here and there and everywhere. Which one would you want? Would you want to keep Tatum? Would you like to get Giannis, or would you trade for Embiid? Oh, I w- I would Giannis all day and every day. Uh, I, are you kidding? A, because of his unbelievable God-given talents and physical freakishness. B, because if we continue to have to do well, whatever platforms we're on, I would love knowing that he drives you absolutely crazy, yet you would have to wrap your arms around him, embrace him, and admire him. And C, because I'm 25% Greek, I got to get the Greek freak in town. I, would, uh, he's, I also dude, think he's, it would work. He's, I think, I, if I think it would be... Jalen Brown oh. with Giannis and this team, I think it would work. And... I think it's intriguing. It'll never happen. Those nope. guys are all, all three of them are staying put. If something crazy happens with the Celtics, oh, you uh, think they're trading Jason Tatum? No, 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 no. I think Jalen Brown gets moved before Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't no, think, that, I don't think all three Jaylen are Brown's staying been put. Disrespected, disrespected forever. This series has somehow become for the haters at NBC sports, Boston. I know Phil Perry and Tom Curran have been all over Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he is the poster boy. He has the bull, the bullseye uh, on his back. Andy, well, have you seen me? his stats? They are. He is playing. So Jay, you're talking about Jason Tatum, right? Oh, wait. Uh, you're not talking about the guy who has taken full quarters off every effing game he's played for two-plus weeks. Jalen Brown, Brown has Jaylen been Brown has played bad. well. No one in a Celtics jersey deserves praise. That's somehow Jalen Brown has become – he doesn't get the respect he deserves when he plays well, and when he plays poorly, he gets more credit – I mean, he gets more criticism – than he deserves. I don't know why hate people hate Jalen Brown, but there's a strong portion of Celtics nation that hates Jalen Brown. And I'm rooting for him to get traded and I'm rooting for him to win the title next year and shove it straight up their candy asses. Wow. Uh, I'll just, I'll share this from our old pal, Brian Barrett in the Eastern conference finals. Jalen Brown has 50 points on 61 shots. Meanwhile, such legends as uh, Vincent Martin and Bam all have uh, more points on Way fewer shots. Uh, Gabe Martin, 58 points on 38 shots. Bam Adebayo, 55 points on 35 shots. Uh, Kayla Martin, excuse me, and Gabe Vincent, 53 points on 28 shots. 
He's shooting poorly. He's making bad decisions. To me, okay, now do the all NBA me, players who have gone six of seven playoff games without scoring a single point in a full quarter. Maybe it's a, ma- maybe it's a murder players. suicide pact between the two of them where they're both like, yeah, we're going to. Maybe they've been told by ownership that they're going to stick around and they're like, all right, hand in hand. Here we go. We're going to go off yeah. the cliff together, Thelman Louise style in this postseason. And then next year, we'll be able to get our coach in here, fix things. And it takes it all the way back to what Marcus Smart said, and then what we opened with, and we'll wrap on this, uh, what Woj said last night uh, on Monday night on the Entirely Sick Persons Network, that maybe they never got over the coach. These guys, I hate to say it, they don't have the tenacity. They don't have the fortitude. They are S-A-W-F-T, soft. And I do not think this is the team that is going to be the first team to ever come back from a 3 nothing deficit. I wonder where they get their softness. Could it be their best player? Huh, that's weird. The guy that takes quarters off in games. That's weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I know it's late yeah. in the podcast. I don't want to no, insinuate it's, anything. it's so unlike you to want to have to try to make your point. And then when someone else asks to have the microphone pass back to them, you yeah. drop it in front of them just so you can be like, see, mic drop. All right. Each and every day. Right, all right. We will pick this up tomorrow. Will we pick it up in victory as the Celtics ascend the series? Or will the Celtics go gently into that not-so-very-good night in Miami and become Team 151 to succumb to a 3-0 lead. Give us a rate, review, subscribe, share, follow, all that jazz on the Odyssey app and wherever you listen to your podcasts as well. Breaking Boston brought to you by producer Cooper Leonard at Jumbo Heart and at Fitzy GFY. Let's go Celtics. And that's a wrap.